Welcome back to the Not Your Average podcast where you are empowered from the inside out. So we are well into season five and I hope your new year is getting off to a purposeful start. I know that there's a lot of talk on resolutions and uh, habits and regimens and regimes and just the pressure of the new year I think can bring with it so much noise and so it's vital that you have a solid foundation and this is why this week's topic is about building self-esteem. Self-esteem is crucial to every aspect of your life and it is different from self-confidence which is my first point to note for today's uh, episode. Self-esteem and self-confidence are two different things. Self-confidence is rooted in your ability, in your belief, should I say, that you can navigate and face any situation. It's really a belief in your abilities, usually mostly what you can do. So think about when you're going into a social situation, do you feel like you can be able to ask questions, talk to people, if you're going for an interview, you know, if you're trying out a new hobby, you, even if you feel nervous, you have confidence that you can be able to navigate whatever situation that is. Self-esteem, on the other hand, is your reputation with yourself, your ability to follow through on your values, and crucially, your belief that you will be able to cope with the consequences of following through on your values because you inherently believe that you are worth it and that your boundaries or your um, your position and principles on things is something that is has inherent worth because you have inherent worth. And so those are the two differences. And so it's important that we get a handle on that because you can be great at things. And we have all seen people, what we call people who have high functioning anxiety where they're really high achieving. And then you may sort of speak to them and realize they may still have sort of imposter syndrome or something else. But the idea is that you have to have a level of um, self-esteem in order for you to be able to navigate through different aspects of your life. So even if you can do great, self-esteem allows you to enjoy and actually feel worthy of the great things that you may have achieved through your self-confidence. So those are the way that you delineate between the two. And this leads on to my second point, which is that self-esteem is really non-negotiable. You have to make it non-negotiable, not only with others, but with yourself. And it's called self-esteem because other people can't give it to you. Situations can't give it to you. We've seen a lot in the past couple of decades, I would say most notably in the sort of 2008 uh, sort of financial crash. If you were around for that, then you know that we saw a lot of people sort of have their fortunes turned, some of whom didn't, yes, they may have lost huge amount of money but they were still able to live and they were still able to sort of function and sort of look after themselves and their families but unfortunately some chose to end their time here because they couldn't face sort of the consequences they couldn't face the reality of everything that they'd built being sort of wiped out in the space of a week they couldn't face the then social talk that would go on with that if you weren't maybe, for example, 
going into these exclusive circles anymore because you may not have had the means to quite, you know, be at Martha's Vineyard every weekend. So a lot of that showed that, um, and this is no judgment to those people at all because that was a horrendous time for the whole world. But that's just an example of the fact that when you put your worth, when you put your identity, when you put who you are in the hands of anything external, then that is going to mean that it is ever changing. And so this is why a lot of people may say, you know, I have imposter syndrome or whatever. It's not just to say that they're concerned about their abilities. It's because they view themselves through the lens of others. They view themselves through the lens of their achievements, through the lens of their relationship status, through the lens of which clique and friend group they're part of. Um, You know, if you're part of a community, you know, how in you are or whether you are in with the cool kids or anyone who seems to be sort of unattainable. That is, all of that will change. It's like school. You may think that that is your whole entire world, but wait till you leave school and you'll realize that there is a whole sort of world out there. And so these are the things that I do wish were taught in schools. But luckily you have this podcast here today to help empower you to sort of make it non-negotiable. So by part of making it non-negotiable is you start with you. If you know that your values and your principles and the things that you adhere to, then it's easier for you to navigate the world. It's easier for you to set boundaries. It's easier for you to like yourself and spend time alone, which is something that I'm discovering that a lot of people are sort of averse to or think that spending time alone means that you're lonely. It's actually quite the opposite, particularly if you are somebody more of the on the introverted spectrum where you need time alone to recharge and so make it non-negotiable by starting with you and ensuring that you are clear on who you are what you stand for because your circumstances in life will change as we've all seen over the past 18 months but and then you will grow as a person but when you have that anchor of your values and and who you are that is something that is unchangeable and number one it also breeds for healthier relationships because you repel those people who either don't align with those values and don't align with those principles and you allow those who do to sort of um, come into your life obviously with uh, the right amount of discernment but you also are able to ensure that you feel confident in the situations that you go into because you're not looking to solve your moral compass when you get there because you've already decided beforehand and so making it non-negotiable means that if you lose an opportunity if you lose a friendship if you lose you know maybe a community you're part of if you lose whatever you're able to say i can stand on this and i can be good with myself because as i said Your self-esteem is your reputation with yourself. And I don't know whether any of you are familiar with an entrepreneur called Naval. He's on Twitter. Um, I think he's on Twitter. But anyway, there's a Twitter account that has some of his sayings. And he's also been featured on the Joe Rogan podcast a couple of times. So I would encourage you to sort of um, search him online and see see clips of him speaking about sort of these general life principles. And one of the things that he's quite famous for saying is that you have to do the right thing 
not because somebody else is watching, but because you are, and that your reputation with yourself is the most important thing. So when you see people who have lowered self-esteem, it's not necessarily just that they don't believe in themselves, it's that they feel that they've let themselves down over time. So the thought of either starting again or facing things or having the confidence seems like a huge mountain. So that's why you have to make it non-negotiable so you don't have to keep starting all over again in every situation. And the thing is, that also reminds me of the fact that, I don't know whether any of you have watched American Idol, X Factor, all those kind of things. We've all seen people who are supremely confident in abilities that may not quite be there. But their self-esteem, their level of belief in themselves, regardless of even other people's reactions, is so high. And so what we don't want to do is, you know, move into the point of delusion. What we want to do is ensure that you have a healthy way of judging yourself because any sometimes, in fact, I would argue that 90% of the time, other people's perceptions of you are just that. They're theirs. They're very limited and they're very nuanced and they're based on biases, prejudices, whether the person's hungry or tired, as I've already said. And so those can also be based on insecurities. And when you understand that most of the time people are projecting, you won't even take other people's responses or reactions to you personally, and you won't let it affect how you show up. And this is one of the things that I've learned. And I remember watching a compilation of TikToks. I'm not quite on TikTok yet, guys, but we'll see. Um, because I'm trying to sort of do a dopamine fast, but I'll talk about that on a, on a different episode. But one of the things that one of the ladies said that really stood out to me was the two things about, you know, building up confidence and self-esteem is number one, never put anyone on a pedestal. And number two, never be embarrassed. Because when you're embarrassed, it leads to a sense of shame, which is the ultimate root. There are many other words. You can feel anxious, you can feel like nervous, whatever. And so when you feel shame, you're less likely to try again. And if you know, I've already said this on so many podcasts, go and um, listen and read on Brene Brown's work on um, shame. And she talks about that um, quite extensively and how it's completely sort of not useful it's not useful to our everyday living it's very different from remorse it's very different from contrition it's very different from you know being sorry for something but then shame is about linking that to who you are and so what you want to do is separate the two you want your identity to be outside of anything that happens so when you don't you know walk around with a sense of embarrassment or shame like those people on X Factor or American Idol, then you can do things that you probably didn't even know. So self-esteem affects, as I said, both your work life, your professional life, your love life, your family life, your friends. You want to have a robust sense of who you are so that you're not allowing breadcrumbs in any of those areas. And, you know, you want to take note of the best characteristics, like physically write down what are the best characteristics about you as a person that aren't to do with a role that you play in life and then read that daily and remind yourself of who you are before the day throws its tasks and situations at you because then you are reprogramming your mind so that your self-esteem is something that you are building up yourself before you go into the world. 
And this leads me on to my third and final point, which is study those with healthy self-esteem, not to emulate them because we're not here to be carbon copies of anyone, but to learn the behaviors. Because I believe that a lot of adulthood is mostly unlearning a lot of unhealthy behaviors and then learning a lot of behaviors. We now know about neuroplasticity, which is that we can learn things. We're not stuck at the age of five, six, seven. Yes, our, our formative years from zero to seven have a, a huge impact on our personalities and habits and subconscious emotional responses, but they're not set in stone. And so whilst it may take quite a bit of work, particularly in the beginning, you can be able to change your mind and then therefore change your life and change the outlook and change how you see yourself. Because really, that's actually all that matters. I've noticed as I've worked on, and I touched this on a previous episode about developing healthy self-talk, as you change how you talk to yourself, your behavior has zero choice but to change because your brain literally believes what your mind tells it to. And those are two different things. So I will encourage you to look at Dr. Caroline Leaf's work uh, about that. But in terms of studying people who have high self-esteem and have a healthy health sense of self-esteem, not people who are sort of egotistical or arrogant or narcissistic, but I'm just talking about people who are like, you know what, it's okay. I didn't, or my business didn't start up that way or, you know, didn't make it. I can start another one. It's okay if I, you know, didn't pass the test this time. I can do it again. It's okay. People who have healthy self-esteem don't intrinsically judge themselves by any failures. And it means that their victories are tinged with a healthy sort of sense of worth, a gratitude, a humility, which is not about talking down on yourself. It's actually being like, hey, I'm so proud that I made it or I made this or I did this because I was able to overcome whatever. And you use maybe your failures as a learning point in order to sort of move forward and do even better rather than as points of shame or embarrassment or shrinking and so one of the ways that you can do that is you know find mentors and most of my mentors are people i've never met so your mentors don't have to be people that you have weekly calls with it's about finding people who whose values align with yours and ensuring that you are sort of seeing the behaviors because the end result can be distracting and it's shiny and it's great but what you want to do is ask yourself what does this person think? How do they talk to themselves in these situations? How do they take risks? How do they um, go after sort of things that they want to do? How do they know when to quit something? How do they know when to sort of maybe sit back and be quiet? All of these things are skills that can be learned. So this is why I want to encourage you that self-esteem is not something that you think, oh, I either have it or I don't, or it's stuck here, or a situation got it. You have to learn not to give your personal power away to people in situations so that you can be able to function at your optimum as a human being, not just as a human doing, and actually have a healthy perspective and sort of cut out the noise. And so another way that you can do that is in addition to studying people with healthy self-esteem is help yourself by getting therapy, removing toxicity, which I touched on on the previous episode, and then practice releasing guilt for implementing your boundaries. I think this is something that we all have, but particularly for women. So understand that if you have goals, if you have things to do, then that's your responsibility. Your purpose is your responsibility and you want to be able to 
go at the end of your life, hey, I lived this to the fullest in the sense of knowing or at least pursuing the sense of fulfillment that goes beyond just what you can attain or what people think of you. And so when you do all those things, when you understand the difference between self-confidence and self-esteem, when you make it non-negotiable with yourself and with others, so for example, when, to give an example when I'm talking about with others, is if someone makes a derogative joke, don't just laugh along with it because you don't want to make everyone feel awkward. You ask someone, hey, what did you, could you expand on that? I'm a bit confused. Do you mind explaining that? Because then that will stop that nonsense in its tracks and shows in a way that retains your self-respect and it shows the whole group that you are someone who has self-respect and self-esteem and that other people's negative comments don't get to you. So that's just one example. It can, you can apply that to your personal and professional life. And the, second, and the third thing with study people who have healthy self-esteem, we as human beings really do learn from others. We are very much... Um, influenced by our environments you see the way that if you move from one country to another at a young age you're very likely to be able to learn and speak the language why because your environment is surrounded by those people who already know the language you're speaking it you're surrounding it and so your environment has a huge impact so why not cultivate an environment that helps you build up your self-esteem so I hope those tips helped you because I think that building foundations in every area, regardless of what you're achieving, whether it's a personal goal or a professional goal or just a hobby or you're just trying to create a little bit more sort of uh, leisure and fun and play, but you want to make sure that you're doing things that also help others. Whatever it is that your vision is for this year, you have to have self-esteem to be able to do that. You have to have self-esteem to be able to open chapters or close chapters as is needed or pause things or just make decisions in general. So I hope this helps you today. Don't forget to share, follow on social media at Not Your Average Official on Instagram. Don't forget we're part of the The Style Symphony family. So follow at The Style Symphony on Instagram as well. And visit the website i'll put the link in the episode description i'm always encouraged when i'm talking to you because we're all in this literally together um and this is just for myself as much as it is for you and so don't forget that you are above average and i'll see you on the next episode bye